بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين in the name of Allah most gracious most merciful all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lord of the worlds welcome to Prophet Nation podcast i am your host Isa Hakim and i greet you with the islamic greeting assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh may the peace mercy and blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon each and every single one of you so we starting fresh with the podcast um you know, I went ahead and we cleared everything out. Um, you know, I'm trying to d- develop my skills. We did a little test run with the podcast and uh, we're going to get started for real, inshallah. So welcome to episode one of this Reboot Prophecy Nation podcast. Um, so to build an audience, inshallah, um, I'm not somebody who's like, you could take Joe Budden, for example. Um, Joe Budden was a a, a recording artist, um, and he had a following before he started podcasting, right? And he just brought those followers and those people that listened to him from the music industry and from television and whatnot, and then brought them over to the podcast. Well, I'm no one so to speak, right, um, so, who, who, why should you listen to anything I say, you know, what, what is the purpose, what are we doing here, so, I want to answer that, and, um, introduce myself, inshallah, and give you the groundwork for the mission of Prophecy Nation, so, Prophecy Nation is a manifestation of, um, the establishment of righteousness on earth. The prophets of God, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, came and, you know, um, uh, recited revelation because they had achieved a higher state of spirituality, a higher state of consciousness to where they were chosen by Allah um, individually and they were given revelation or given the authority to, um, you know, be the mouthpiece of God on earth. Um, so, Prophecy Nation is just continuing to spread that message. You know, um, I'm interested in theology. Some people love to talk about music. Um, some people like to talk about movies and books and TV shows. And, but my thing... You know, the, the the one thing that I really love to speak about and talk about is like religion, spirituality, you know, guidance. Um, and, and I love to learn. So this is also a learning experience for me because when I have questions, I can ask the community and, you know, get different perspectives about different things, inshallah. So that's pretty much the groundwork for Prophecy Nation. Um, and... So, my name is Isa Hakim. I became a Muslim at the end of 2015 after studying for about six, seven months. Um, Originally, I had grown up a Christian. I'm from the United States, um, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, And, you know, my parents got divorced when I was about three. Um, I, I was moving place to place as a kid, different parents, aunts, family members, things like that. Um, 
you know, my dad was um, a recovering alcoholic. He um, he was deep in the church. Um, I don't know if you guys have like been to Christian churches in the United States, but they have like church bands and, you know, that's their form of worship is they sing songs and have a church band. And after they play some music for a while, eat donuts, get coffee. Right. Um, they have like uh, in Islam, we it would be like a khutbah. Right. Like a, a, a talk from the church leader, pastor, priest, whatever it is. Um our church was non-denominational. We weren't Baptist, Lutheran, Presbyterian, or anything like that, right? So it was like a, a mix. Um, and you would find different beliefs and interpretations within the um, people of the church. So it depends who you talk to. You would get a different view about who Jesus was and who God is and the relationship of is there a trinity or not? I met um, Unitarians who reject the trinity. I met, you know, Trinitarians and all these type of things, right? So, if you look um, at any church in the United States, it's pretty much set up this way. My dad played the drums for the band in the in the church um and had a very close relationship we attended like three churches regularly throughout my childhood anyway um you know saying all that to say i grew up um believing in a creator so um, as time went on you know, my dad remarried, things got kind of hectic in the household because I was going through, um, you know, I, I was coming into my teenage years and, you know, my dad, he wasn't able to properly educate me and teach me and give me the tools that I needed because he hadn't acquired those tools himself of stability and um you know he, he he worked right so he's a worker um he's not like a great intellectual mind right not to say he's dumb or anything i don't mean it like that i just mean that he didn't have the tools that were necessary to um go through the transformation of taking a boy into being a man right so these are things that I had to do on my own. And um, so because my dad had taught me um, certain things outside of Trinitarianism, when he started um, trying to teach me about Trinitarianism, I rejected it. Um, and I don't really know why I would like to think that intellectually like I just knew that this wasn't right but it was more like naturally it was a natural kind of instinct looking back that's the only way I can articulate it um in a way that makes sense and I ended up rebelling for multiple reasons but 
my rebellion against my family, my dad. I missed my mom. She was in and out of my life. Um, and, you know, me and my mom went through things. Um, it was difficult grasping with the fact that my mom and dad would never be together again. And, you know, our family wouldn't be made whole. This was rough for me, especially not having a consistent relationship with my mom and having uh, a rough relationship with my dad. Him being an alcoholic, there were many years where um, his anger was directed towards me. And I ended up imitating that behavior, subconsciously imitating this behavior. Um, and... I wasn't being intellectually fed and nurtured. I wasn't being spiritually nurtured by the pure teachings of Allah. So, naturally, I rebelled. Long story short, I end up going to group homes and foster homes and, um, you know, like kind of like um, jail for kids, pretty much, which is a system designed to prepare young poor americans it prepares them it's like a boot camp for prison it prepares you for life in prison um and so i had never found a spiritual guide or um an intellectual guide a teacher a a a a person who could um, help me navigate through my thoughts and emotions and things like that. So, in between about 12, 12 years old and 17, um, I would even say between 12 and 19 years old, I pretty much believed in God, but I was angry with God. And A'udhu Billah, um, my attitude was, um, you know, I want nothing to do with God. As a matter of fact, I want a war with God, right? And doing this led me after disaster to disaster to disaster, and I kept digging my hole deeper and deeper, uh, you know, disrespecting God. Um, I felt, you know, I wasn't... I wasn't religious. I believed in God. I was angry with God, right? So, um, eventually, as an adult, after being put in jail a couple times, having children, um, you know, having, you know, be involved with the street life and what comes with that, um, seeing some of the closest people to me die, um, you know, seeing people that I grew up with, um, doing 15, 20 years in prison, and seeing that I was headed down the same path, um, so, you know, the last time I went to jail, when I was 24, 2014, 
I asked, I was in the worst condition of my life, drugs and alcohol, um, you know, um, still in the street life, and I was desperate for a way out, um, and this led me back to being active on my spiritual journey, um, searching for truth, so, I started going to, like, Bible studies in the jail, um, and speaking to a guy, uh, at York County Prison, and this guy talked to me about Islam, and he was a Christian, he was, like, the leader of the Bible study that we would have in his cell, uh, you know, every couple days a week, and he said that the Muslims are commanded in the Quran to um, kill anyone who's not a Muslim, especially Jews and Christians. So this kind of stays with me and I don't, I, I accept Christianity again while I'm there, um, except I've taken a Unitarian approach. I reject the Trinity and you know, I'm just searching for God and trying to find myself in my system, right? So, I make the decision that this guy helped me, you know, not knowing really it was Allah. It was the will of Allah. And, um, but I decided, you know what, I want to do what this guy does, even if I can just help one person. Um, you know, I want to help people. Uh, get out of um, this trap, right? Like this undescribable loneliness and darkness that really can't be explained unless you've experienced it. Um, anyway, when I come home, I continue that journey. So I start studying what is the Bible? Who wrote it? Where did it come from? Why do I believe what it says? Who is Jesus? You know, I want to know everything there is to know about Jesus and his teachings and, you know, all these things. And this took me in an unexpected direction. This took me to completely disowning the Christian religion because there's no authenticity of it, meaning that these books have been changed over time. There's not just one kind of Bible. There's Bibles with 81 books, Bibles with 63 books, Bibles with 77 or 73 books, um, 66 books, 73 books, 81 books, um, the Apocrypha, who decides these things? All these questions. And then, most of all, how do we? How do I know that Jesus said or did this thing? How do I know? And then getting into, you know, Paul wrote half of the New Testament. Um, and his authenticity or his character speaks for itself. But I guess it depends on the perspective that you want to look at it. However, um, in my opinion, he was a self-appointed apostle. And um, because 
he contradicted the teachings of Jesus as revealed in the Gospels, I had to reject Paul. And because half of the New Testament is written by him, therefore I can't, I don't know what to trust in this book. You know, a lie is a lie, even if it's, even if the, there, there's something good that comes out of it. It's still not true. So, this leads me to studying other religions. Now, I reject Christianity again. I leave Christianity and decide that I believe in God. I believe in the oneness of God, the universal God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Because my experience, and I already have a relationship with God directly. I have this relationship. I feel like, you know, God is always listening. God is always watching. And God, you know... I just can't, you can't explain, I, I cannot articulate how I know that God is real, but I know um, through our relationship, we have a relationship, because even in my rebellious years, you know, um, I was angry at God, but I would still talk to God, I would still talk to Allah, um, as strange as it sounds. Um, so, you know, basically, I start studying other religions, start studying, uh, I try to go far back as I can, like pagan religions, uh, ended up getting in learning about some Wiccan religions, like, um, natural, naturalist religions, um, you know, um, a little bit of Buddhism, other different kind of denominations of Christianity and interpretations of it, Hinduism, um, Zoroastrianism, then I come upon Islam, watch some lectures, um, Watched some debates, eventually read the Quran one time. Um, then I started doing my research about, well, who is this prophet? Who is this prophet Muhammad? So I dive into him and find that this revelation in the Quran, even though there's, just like in Christianity, there's different interpretations, but None of these denominations dispute the authenticity that this Quran can be attributed to the words and the, the person of the Prophet Muhammad. So therefore, if I, if I can find out who this guy is, is he trustworthy, what was his mission, what did he do, um, and what are his teachings, um, then I can find the truth of it. And I did. And about six or seven months later, um, I didn't, I did not um, say, you know what, this sounds good. I'm going to give up everything that I like doing uh, because I want to or because it's going to be a fun thing to do. You know, I liked playing uh, scratch-offs, lottery, um, you know, I like to drink now and then, I like to smoke, uh, you know, trees and, um, 
you know, I like doing what I like to do, right? Um, I like making music, you know, these type of things. However, what happened to me was... I believed with all my being that Muhammad was given revelation and the Quran is really the thing that uh, made me a believer. And I accepted it because I felt like I didn't have a choice. Meaning that spiritually and intellectually, I believed it to be true. So how can you reject the truth when you now know? So now, I don't learn, I don't start practicing Arabic because um, I want to, but because I feel like it's a necessity for me to further my education, right, into finding truth. So, I currently study classical Arabic so that I can understand the Quran and get into the hadiths and the literature of, um, you know, the people who established this religion. Or who preserved it, rather, and explained it. So I don't need a media, uh, a, a person, a middleman, right, to translate for me. I want to understand. So, that's my mission now. That's what I've been doing. Um, so, I learned how to pray. And before I convert to Islam, and I've heard other people say this to other people who end up becoming Muslim, but I heard this actually from Yusuf, this guy, he's a white dude from like Texas or something named Yusuf Estes, um, and he's one of the first people I heard speak, but when, I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I think that from his story is kind of where I, where I got the I guess, I wouldn't say idea, it was more like something I just did, because I knew Islam was the truth, but I was fighting it, and trying to find a way to disprove it, right? I wanted it to not be true, because, you know, I felt like I would be giving up everything, I'd be risking everything, what would people think, what would my family think, what would my kids think, you know? What if the woman I'm with, you know, didn't sign up for this, for me being this, right? Because what got me over that was she certainly didn't sign up for me being what I am now, right? Um, so, one night, um, I'm, I, I just pray. With everything I have, man, I pour it all out and um, put my head on the ground and I just begged God to 
direct me in 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 the way that will make me the best person I can be. Direct me to truth and help me to recognize the truth when I when I see it, right? Something like that. But I put my head on the ground, I pray, I cry, you know, begging God. And I think a few weeks later, a few days maybe, um I picked the Quran up for a second time and um I just accepted Islam. I said the Shahada out loud. Um you know, and I've been on this journey ever since. So since then it's been difficult because I don't have a person. It's not like I went to a masjid and got help. This is something that I just stumbled onto through my own studying and research. And I don't have a mentor. I don't have someone, you know, that's that's helping me to transform. So it's really just me and God on this mission. Um, or me on this mission to God. Trying to perfect myself and trying to reflect um, the character of someone who is righteous. Um, and that has been a difficult journey in itself. So, um, I've been studying Arabic for a little while, maybe a year, um, give or take. Um, and slowly but surely, I'm developing. Learned how to pray. I learned... Um, what I'm saying in prayer, right? Learning, memorizing the Quran in different verses, right? Learning the meanings of them and studying the life of the Prophet and the companions and, you know, getting into Hadith a little bit and the sciences of the Hadith and, you know, reading works by some of the famous scholars like Imam Al-Khazali, um, uh, um, Imam uh, Hanbali, you know. Um, but I also found someone online who um, speaks to me um, through his work. And I feel like it's helped me a lot. Someone named um, Sheikh uh, Hamza Youssef. Yeah. And uh, his teaching and his his work has benefited me a lot. So this is kind of what I want to do in life. Because not only am I trying to make up for all the bad things that I've done in life. And trying to leave something behind that could possibly benefit someone even if I'm, even if I die tomorrow, you know, which is the point of these episodes, that's what I want them to be, um, you know, just something that I leave for the world, even if it benefits just one person and helps one person who is like me, who is lost and unsure and alone in the world, someone who you can't call your parents to help you when the rent's due, <laughs> if you're homeless, you can't call your parents for a place to stay, Right? Um, I mean, truly alone. Um, 
with no one but you and God in the world, you know. So, with that being said, I would like to do a longer segment about my conversion story in life, but this isn't about me. This is just to, you know, introduce you guys to me, explain a little bit of who I am, and, you know, share my journey a little bit so that you guys know who is speaking to you and who you're listening to. So, um, with that being said, I thank you for tuning in to this first segment, first episode of on the Prophecy Nation podcast. Um, I hope that not only will you be able to take some benefit from me, but hopefully, inshallah, you will be able to give me insight and answer some of my questions that I have while I'm on this journey. Because my journey is ongoing and, you know, Islam is a lifelong journey. So, inshallah, I hope you guys will return and listen and uh, help me on this journey that I'm on. Um, With that being said, I think we're going to wrap this one up. I'm trying to keep these segments to 30 minutes long each time, inshallah. If there's any uh, segment or topic or something you want to speak about, please message me. Um, And we we can do that. Um, the next one I'm going to do is going to be, who is Allah? Um, and a little bit about that. So, again, thank you for tuning in, and I greet you with the Islamic greeting. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace, mercy, and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon each and every one of you. Until next time, it's Isa Hakim. Prophecy Nation Podcast. Yeah.